0: Dear friends and family, come on in, come on in and let's have a seat. Or uh, if you like standing, let's have a chat, if you will, about Holy Week. On this Monday, we're going to talk a little bit about Jesus's cleansing of the temple from John two thirteen through 17. Here's what it says. The Jewish Passover was near and so Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling oxen, sheep, and doves, and he also found the money changers sitting there. After making a whip out of cords, he drove everyone out of the temple with their sheep and oxen. He also poured out the money changers' coins and overturned the tables. He told those who were selling doves, "'Get these things out of here. "'Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace.'" and his disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. There are a lot of things happening in the movement of this passage. The story is found in all of the gospels, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which are synoptics. They really, really borrow from the same stories of one another. most scholars think mark was the first gospel written and mark matthew took from mark and luke took from mark and all of these different things uh so there are differences in the stories different perspectives but in this john passage a couple of reflections that i think would be worth noticing are the temple in verse 14 it says in the temple jesus found people selling oxen oxen my fault sheep and doves. The temple was and is a significant (laughs) body of architecture to practicers of Judaism. Uh, But since 70 AD, its destruction of the second temple, Jewish people have found different ways to evolve their faith to recognize the works of Yahweh. Yes, there are feasts that are kept, but the traditions and customs in the temple are very different. But some of the things that haven't changed is that even at that time in the first century Judaism, the temple was became eventually a tourist attraction. So I think what we do uh, at first glance is we see jesus went in the temple and he saw people selling stuff thus the commercialization of christianity and all these different religions and that's wrong bad 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 but if you've been to israel uh in the past few years you would know that there are different quarters of the temple and it still is a tourist attraction there is very much so folks who um lend money, they, they sell artifacts, and their religion is uh, propagated, and all these different things. And so at first glance in the story, we think that Jesus is getting mad because there are things being sold. And what you actually end up seeing is in the temple, he found people selling oxen, sheep, and doves, and he also found money changers sitting there these services that were being provided in the temple uh the provision of oxen sheep and doves were actually very necessary for uh participants in worship uh to have whether you see jesus's family uh mary and joseph going to the temple and they had two uh pigeons or the turtle doves you know and that was actually a sign of their poverty and people of a richer family could afford more um elegant sacrifices that would have been consistent with the previous sacrifices of (laughs) the um, Abrahamic faith. What's going on is that this is happening in the temple. Many Jewish people would have traveled from different regions to get to the temple, it would have been a long, long day. And so some of them, maybe their sacrifices wouldn't have survived to the travel, uh, or it would have been too burdensome for them to carry. So on their way they needed it. But in God's temple, it would have been too noisy for worship to actually be expressed. People were being hindered from praying to God. So that's a crucial part of the temple. This body of architecture is now it's not just the structure that's important. It's that this is the place where people would meet with God and the very things that they would need to substantiate this act of worship. The very things God had commanded them to in the Torah were now being used as a means to distract and destroy attention. And that is the true robbery not that people paid money for these sacrifices but their hearts and their attention was being stolen from the merch by the merchandise from the marketers and that leads to the second part the zeal of jesus in verse 17 john 2:17 it says and his disciples remembered that it is written zeal for your house will consume me the gospel writers actually do this a lot. They add on these sentences, not of Jesus's dialogue and statements. They have their perspective shown. It says the disciples remembered that it is written, and we don't actually know that. Oh, <laughs> Bartholomew and Peter were just like, oh, you know what this reminds me of? That passage in the Old Testament, that uh, in the Hebrew Scriptures, that say, uh, "Zeal for your house will consume me." um It was more like John is reflecting on this moment and as he is trying to make clear to his readers that Jesus is the Messiah of the world who is recreating in this world what the temple was supposed to constitute. Freedom, rejoicing, hope for a tomorrow that will lead to equitable conditions for all and Jesus is embodying in his range, in his temple, in the temple. And he's saying, oh, get these cages out of here. Get these animals out of here. Uh, what was most likely happening is that these birds and these sacrifices were in cages. And so as he's going on in a rage, uh, something that's seen in the other uh, gospels is that it says this is also supposed to be a place of prayer for all nations. <sighs> Have you ever tried to engage the eternal God of the universe when oxen are just mooing and birds are just chirping? and It's not cool, but I think something that is so incredible about this surprising activity of Jesus, this moment of rage and what many of us have over the years heard as righteous anger is this deep desire, this deep surprising zeal. For for all people to encounter his father, the father that he knows can be everyone's. So I think something that that could invite us into is this perspective where we're attached to Jesus so closely that we understand the conditions we've created in our worship settings. Even though we're nothing like the Jewish temple, I think we need to understand we're very separated from what that, um culture was like but some important point of application is in the temple of god and very much so in our very bodies the place where god now dwells are we creating space for quiet for silence and for prayer to be really really honestly quite easy to to do or Are we filling up the space with so much noise, even with good things, that we're drowning the voice of God out?